Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hello, everyone. We're back again with another lesson. Um, this lesson is one of the everyday lessons. As I told you before, we will be starting on Saturday in regards to who the prophets are and what they did, what their role was and everything. But I will be sending out lessons frequently so that you will not miss a thing. Today's lesson is how do I save my soul? Now, I probably have a couple of lessons that have to do with your soul, um, getting your soul together, getting your conscience together, getting, being of good um, standards morally. Now, it may not have been in those words, but there are lessons that try to get you to walk righteously. So I'm just going to be really clear and plain here when I say that this lesson is how to save my soul. Now, I have heard a few people in my lifetime say that there's different ways that you could be um, saved. And a lot of times, um, as Christians, and I'm not Christian, I am a spiritual being, not a religious being. A lot of times Christians or different um, religions and sects, S-E-C-T-S, that's a hard word for me to say. Um, they have this thing about there's more than one way that you could reach Yah and Yahusha begs to differ. And you already know who Yahusha is, the one and only begotten son of the most high. And he says, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, you can't go no other way. He's the gate, the rap, the rock, the cornerstone. He's all that. You cannot go any other way to the most high, but through him. However, there are many other religious people that say you can go any way. My case in point, there was a time that Oprah Winfrey, who is um, someone of uh, um, a high status, who used to be a big TV host, and now she you know, has her own network and stuff like that. She was asking an evangelical um, uh, Christian man, was there any other way to get to the most high? And she didn't say it that way, but she was saying, um, can sinners um, go to heaven? That's what she was saying, basically. And this evangelical was like, yes, even if you, even if you're sinning, even if you continue to sin and um, transgress the law, you could go to heaven. That's what he's basically saying. But the scriptures we know says something different. And so does Yahusha. Yahusha said, you cannot go any way but from, through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. You can't go any other way because if you do, you're a thief. That's what he said. So 
I'm, I'm delivering this message just to let you know you can't go any other way. In order for you to save your soul, you cannot go any other way aside through seeking your first, his kingdom and his righteousness. That is so, 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 so very important because you're not going any other way. <laughs> it just is impossible. Okay, now you can fool yourself, but you're not fooling the most high. So on with the lesson. Uh, what is dividing and driving humans? Now, I want to be clear with what I'm saying. What is driving humanity today? This is not a surface question, you know, because surfacely everybody's going about, uh, about their daily lives. They are um, accomplishing their goals. They're having families. They are... Um, you know, doing whatever they need to do, uh, um, establishing the American dream, quote unquote, yada, yada, yada. That's what people are doing carnally. But is that saving your soul? No. So um, the question remains, what is driving humanity? Okay. Um, what is driving humanity to do the things that they do? And again, I'm not talking surfacely, like I just said. So the answer to that, which we are not going to the surface, we going deep, deep down, okay? We going deep out there, deep in the waters, not in the shallows. And I'm going to tell you what is, um, is driving them spiritually. This is all spiritual stuff. This is not carnal stuff. Principalities and powers and wickedness in high places, Okay. And the devil and his minions, as well as the wicked spirits that are roaming this earth, descendants of the fallen angels and human women, um, wicked spirits on earth per the book of Enoch. Now, I have already done lessons in regards to the spirits that walk this earth and who's here. Yahushua in the New Testament himself said he saw the devil and one third of the angels get thrashed down the earth. He already said that in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, in Genesis, you already know that the devil was thrashed down the earth. However, you don't know how or why. I mean, it gives a little piece of information. But as I said in previous lessons, especially in um, Yehuda, what's going on with you? I said that there are different books like the Cave of Treasures and the book of Adam and Eve that was supposed to be before Genesis. Now, I'm going to put a pen in that in a minute. I'm going to put a pen in that right now. And I'm going to explain, I'm going to go back to it, but I'm going to explain to you why I quote certain, certain books. I quote certain books because I am in the word of um, the Ruach HaKodesh. And what happens when you are being led by the Ruach HaKadosh, the Ruach searches the hearts of men. And then after the Ruach knows where your heart is and how you are dedicated to the Most High, then the Ruach provides knowledge. Now, the Ruach, I told you, has many um, positions. And one of the positions is the Ruach is wisdom. 
and the Ruach provides spiritual knowledge, which is epinosis. Now, I already said this a few times, and I'm not going to go deeply into that because then I'm going to venture off somewhere else, and I don't want to. But I say that to say that you will be able to um, interpret what the truth is and what's a lie. So I don't care how many books that the world is saying is not a book of, they say God. We don't know who God is. I already told you God, Jesus, the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus live in La La Land. Okay, I already said that, they all neighbors. But the Ruach HaKodesh gives you epinosis, which is spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you'll be able to interpret what's the truth or not, what's not the truth. So I don't care if you read 500 books. If you read 500 books concerning the Most High and the history of Israel and you're not in the Ruach, you would not be able to know which books are for real and which books are not. When the Ruach is dealing with you and you read those 500 books, you will know what's real and what's not. You will know. And if you don't have to have the commentary as to, oh, where the book was sent and how the book was dug up and where the book was um, found and this and that, the Ruach is going to give you that because the, uh, the point of the Ruach getting in you and you being led by the Ruach is to give you the truth, to brace you for what's coming. That's what it is. It's not carnal knowledge. It's prophecy and understanding. That's what it is. It's prophecy, understanding, and the knowledge of heavenly things. That's mysteries. So that's what it is. So that's why I quote certain books because I have read them. I had uh, meditated on them and the Ruach is dealing with me and letting me know what's truth and what's not. Now, another thing is, is everything that's written in there true? Well, the Ruach, like I said, will let you know what the truth is. Because like I said, even with these Bibles, especially the New Testament, words change all the time. And words are important because they can be manipulated and they can manipulate you. Again, when you're in the Ruach, you will know what the truth is. So you may have to get a King James um, 1611 Bible. You may have to get a Amplified Bible. You may have to get a Sefa book. You may have to get the Hallelujah Scriptures. You may have to get that because number one, the Hallelujah Scriptures and the, um, the Sefa, um, Gentiles have gone back and deciphered the words in, um, in a context closest to um, the Hebrew language than even, um, well, they're going as close to Hebrew language as they possibly can. Now, King James hired Hebrews to do this. But some of the translation, like I said, gets lost. And the more that the King James is being translated, because they have the new King James, they have the old King James, but the 1611 King James is one of the original ones. So you'll be blessed if you had that, because it has more than 66 books in it. Okay? So um, these new people, like I said, the Sifa and the... Um, and hallelujah scriptures are going back and they're doing it as close to um, the Hebrew language as possible. So that is helpful. The only caveat is if you don't know the language, it's hard to read the words of the language. Okay. 
because of, you know, we don't use these words in our language and that's whatever language um, you're speaking. So if you don't speak Paleo Hebrew, which is the original Hebrew, a lot of times you're not gonna know what it is and you may have to go to um, a, a lexicon or one of the dictionaries to find out what it is. And a lot of times they have those um, numbers next to it. You could go in the back of your um, your book, see for all hallelujah scripture, and it will tell you what the regular word is. <clears throat> okay, so we know that spiritually, we know what's driving people. Now, remember I said, and I said this a couple of lessons ago that I was gonna do a study or a um, lecture on how the devil fools the whole world and the devil does fool the whole world. And this is a part of it. This is kind of like how, once you find out how the devil fools the whole world, then you could kind of gauge to see what you can do to save your soul. So I'm kind of putting the cart before the horse, but this is just a regular um, lesson as to how to save your soul. So once you hear this and later on, I do how the devil's going to fool the whole world, which is a really big lesson and I'm still working on it, then you can connect the dots in regards to this lesson and the other lesson. The reason why I am doing these lectures at all is to give you the zeal to seek the word for yourself, to seek Yah for yourself, to have the way with all, to understand that I need to save my soul. And this is for whoever's listening. Because if you are listening, there is no mistake. There's no by chance. You were meant to listen because it says in the scriptures that everybody's going to hear about Yah and every knee's going to bow. Now that every knee's going to bow has not happened yet. That's a prophecy. But everybody is going to hear from the word of Yah, whether they accept it or reject it. So I am just one of those tools to spread the word and give the lesson so that you will have the way with all to understand, I need to save my soul. How important is my soul? And trust me, your soul is very important because if you plan or think that you're going to go to the next life, how are you going to do it without your soul being saved? How? So like I said, this lesson is to help you understand that you need to get off the sinking ship. You need to get off that locomotive that got fire in the caboose that's, that's spreading. You need to come out of her, my children. And that's for whoever is listening. Okay, so how can you tell that um, people are being um, led by wickedness um, in high places? First of all, the scriptures say it, okay? You're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, and wickedness in high places. That's what Yah says. And secondly, look around you. What's happening? What is happening around you? You could turn on the TV. You could turn on the news. You could turn on social media. You can look at world news. You can look, at, look in your own area and find out what's happening. What's going on with the government? What's going on with the people? What's happening? What is the atmosphere like right now? And you will see that it's in turmoil. 
aside from this pandemic and people are not happy with their governments, the government's doing all kinds of stuff. People are not happy. They're not doing what they promised. Yada, 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 all around the world, not just the United States. So we know by what's happening, all hell is breaking loose. We also can tell by the person's actions, people, what are they doing? Is it righteous what they're doing? They're hating one another. They're killing one another. Everybody. They're slandering one another. There's more evil in the world than there is good and righteousness. So you can tell by the fruit that, um, that the tree bears. And that's scriptural. You can tell the tree by the fruit that it bears. So look around you. Also, it's prophesied in many books by the prophets and apostles of the Most High that it's going to be wicked. It's going to be every day that goes by gets more wickeder. That's in the book of Ezra. So that's why you have to seek the Most High 10 times more. So how can we turn this around? Now, what, I, what I'm saying is you're not going to be able to turn this whole world around. Y'all already said that. That's in the prophets. The prophets already prophesied. Everybody's not going... I already told you who's who and distinguish who's who in the scriptures in regards to um, Israel, Gentiles and heathens. There's only three types of people. Now there's many nations, okay? I'm not talking about nations. I'm talking about types of people because within all of the nations, there's Hebrews, there's Gentiles and there's heathens, okay? Not Hebrews, but... Um, Israel, I would say Israel. So, because some some Hebrews are <laughs> hella heathens, uh, but um, for the most part, you can tell that this world is just wicked. You can tell by the people, by the atmosphere, by what's happening right now. Okay. Like I said, how are we going to turn this around? You cannot turn this whole world around because if that was the case, y'all would not say, come out of her. There would not be a scripture that say they are from us, but they not of us. There would not be so many scriptures that tell you that a lot of people are not going. It's only going to be a remnant of humanity that's going and a remnant of Israel that's going to the next life. So we already know that. Okay. So Yah tells his children to repent everywhere new testament old testament um books that's not in the bible you know books that's outside of the bible hundreds of books that people meditate on and read he's telling his children gentiles and hebrews which is israel we not talk about the heathens and again we don't know who the heathens are you, only israel knows who the heathens are by the way that they perpetually hate them but in all in all um, people can't distinguish one another because Yahshua said that they all growing together until the time of separation and threshing. We already said that in another lesson. So I'm talking to whoever's listening, okay? Because we don't know as human beings who's doing what. Israel know, Israel is just waking up, especially Judah. They just waking up. But that doesn't mean they woke, because like I said, being woke is just being able to identify what's happening, not being distracted. That's what woke means. And everybody is woke. I already said in the past lesson, there's a difference between being woke and being spiritually open when the Ruach HaKadosh is dealing with you. And I'm not going to go back into that. But you, you understand what I'm saying. 
So Yah tells his children, it's both in the New and Old Testament with Israel and the new flock, which are the um, Gentiles in the New Testament. Remember, you really can't tell the Gentile uh, from the heathen, but Israel can't tell the Gentiles who's going. They just don't know. That's why you have a particular job to do, Israel. And um, the Gentiles who are supposed to be the second flock. Your job is to do the will of the Most High. And what's the will of the Most High? Listening to the laws, using the fruit of the Spirit, being humble, all of those things you're supposed to take and walk through life. This is a life's walk. This is not, oh, I'm going to be hot for 50 months and then I'm going to go back to what I was doing. Woe to you, because Yahshua has some uh, prophecy for you, honey. He said, he wish you was either hot or cold, but since you're warm, he's going to spew you out his mouth. Now, we're going to go into that too, but I haven't even started a lesson on that. But trust me, either you're going to be hot or you're going to be cold. You're going to be hot for the most high and focused on him and driven to walk this life walk until you die or you're going to be cold and turn your back and be like, well, I'm not doing nothing because I don't believe none of this. And I'm going about my life. Like I said, what's driving you to get that house and to get them 2.3 kids. And I'm going to get my life together and my new BMW and all of this other stuff. And that's going to be your life until Yahushua step his foot down here and then you're not going to the next life. So I just explained to you the hot zeal for Yah and Nicole, I'm not doing nothing. He said, either be one or the other. But since you in the middle, I'm going to spew you out my mouth. The people in the middle get it worse. You know why? Because Yah says, once you understand me and you seeking me and, and you looking for me and my Ruach is dealing with you and you turn around and go back to the Maya like a pig, oh, you're done. You're done. So that's why Yahushua said he's going to spit you out his mouth. Don't you ever be lukewarm. You either going to be hot or you're going to be cold. Don't you ever be lukewarm because your soul will not be saved. Okay. So like I said, I'm not going to go into that next lesson because I didn't even write that up yet, but just know you either going to be hot or cold, not warm. Okay. So this lesson is for whosoever, like I said, my job as someone who loves the most high, who is walking this walk, who is in the Ruach, who is hearing the Ruach, that small voice that's growing, that's giving me messages constantly. So much so I'm writing in the middle of the night. I'm writing in the, in the daytime. I'm writing at any time. So just to give you this messages, as well as books that I have written, which I will be um, discussing in a later date, to give my brothers and sisters in the spirit, that's everybody, excuse me, a heads up. Okay, so this message is for whosoever. So the word is going out to the, all the people because that is the prophecy that everybody's gonna hear. So even though the Most High already chose his people before the foundation of the world, that's not your job. Your job is to do what he said. Listen to the commandments. Use the fruit of the spirit to edify you with this walk, give you the courage and the, um, the uh, support 
to um, also use the um, armor of Yah, just in case, you know, that because life is um, really harsh and the devil and the principalities and powers of, and wickedness is ruling this world. So you need the armor of Yah, the full armor of Yah, which he gave you. Okay. This is why it's important and imperative to do your job. I just told you what your job was. I told you all the tools that you needed. So, Yah's continue to tell us, the Most High's continue to tell us what is to come. He already, he already put so many prophecies in any way you want to take the prophecy, because every prophet has a prophecy, a specific prophecy for specific people and specific times. So he's continued to tell us all, whoever's reading, whosoever, about what is to come. I.e., just like Noah in the Old Testament, turn from your sin. Y'all knows who he will take because it was ordained before the foundation of the world. As Yahushua said, let the dead bury the dead. And the apostles stated, Philip, John, Bartholomew, uh, Barnabas, Peter, Paul, James, Ezra, Barak, etc. The dead are dead. Okay, and what does that mean? It means those heathens, like I said, because heathens not going to the next life. Heathens already dead. So Yahshua did not get um, sacrificed for them. They dead. Yah's not talking about, um, he already left prophecies and he already left all the tools we need for this world. In the book of Ezra, it says he made two worlds. Okay. It also has an, um, it doesn't say that in the Old Testament, but it, it hints in the Old Testament. It says that Esau came out first, but Jacob grabbed onto Esau's heel and came out. So in the book of Ezra, Ezra it says, as far as Esau's, um, as far as the hand is to the heel, that's the new life. The end and the beginning is at the same time because Jacob grabbed onto Esau's heel. Jacob came out first. That's the first life. I'm um, excuse me. Esau came out first. That's the first life. Esau is evil. Y'all said he hated Esau. So Esau is evil. So what is this life? It's a metaphor for this life. Evil. What's the next life? Jacob's life. Jacob is righteous. So like I said, where the end is, the beginning is the book of Ezra. Okay. Two Ezra's, four Ezra. Okay. That's what the, the angel of Yah told Ezra. There's two worlds. It says that in the Bible. Two worlds. That's why he say worlds. Everybody go, what well, is one world? Most of the people don't, don't even catch it. They probably think it's a typo, but nope, there's two worlds. This one is the first evil one. And the next one, the righteous get to live there. There'll be no more tears. There'll be no more evil. The devil will be done away with. And you could tell, um, you could tell that by the book of Revelation, because when Yeshua tells Yachanan, who is John, he saw the devil get thrashed down. And then he said he saw uh, the devil who is and was and is to come. Now, remember, Yah is not bound by space and time. And Yah is Yahusha. Remember that. He's not bound by space and time. So he already did this. He did everything. But because we are bound by space and time, linear time, we still moving towards the end. So right there, people read that and they have no idea that they read and not only a, um, a prophecy, but that the prophecy is saying that there is no more devil. So 
we must understand that in order to go to the next life, you must save your soul. Okay. Now, y'all get specific instructions on how to save your soul. Okay. Some of it is repent, seek y'all's face, turn from your wicked way. How many times is that in the scriptures? Turn from your wicked way, confess Yahusha is the Hamashiach, read the word, listen to the word, meditate in the word, receive the word, stand on the word, shield yourself from the word, etc. So all throughout those scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament, um, Pseudepigrapha, um, Apocrypha, excuse me, Shepherd of Hermas, um, Nagamati scripture, whatever. Anyone is telling you basically, giving you stories, giving you understanding of what happens when you're not righteous. Every story, what happens when you're not righteous. When you're not righteous, your soul is already damned. Yeshua said, you cannot hear me because you're not of me. Those people are already damned. That's what Yeshua is saying without saying the words that I said. I already said, Yeshua, even though they say he spoke in parables, which was a mystery, I'm saying in new days, he spoke in metaphors and similes and people did not understand it. They didn't. Now, who's the people today that speak in metaphors and similes and everybody who's not of those people who speak in metaphors and similes don't like two or three people standing together lest the police come and try to arrest somebody or kill somebody, okay? Just like I said in Ecclesiastes, what was will continue to be, okay? Everything works in a circle. The same thing happens over and over so you know who the people are. But like I said, I'm talking to anybody who wants their soul saved. But again, I say everything is contingent on Israel, everything, whether people receive it or not. Because if that was, if that was the case, then people wouldn't be, certain people would not still be in emotional bondage. They would not be in spiritual bondage. They would not be in a systematic bondage in the United States, outside the United States, in the four corners of the earth. They wouldn't be. It would just be what it is. Okay, so what does the scripture say about saving and preserving your soul? There are so many scriptures in that Bible and outside that Bible that tell you, beg you, plead with you, hold your hand, comfort you to tell you to save your soul. Now I ask you, why should the most high, who is the author and finisher of everything, want you a lonely speck of dust, a puff of smoke, a blade of grass for your, your soul to be saved? Why would he care? because he loves you. He loves his creation. They was all made for a certain purposes for specific things. And he's giving everybody a chance. Remember, Yah reigns on the just and the unjust. Yah said, I give my blessings to everybody. And this is just loosely translation of scriptures. I give my blessings to everybody without prejudice. Everybody gets them. But you know what? For those who are transgressing and they taking advantage of all my goodness that I gave them, it's going to be counted against them. The sin that they're doing is going to be counted against them. And then it'll get to the point that they will kill themselves. And when I say kill themselves, I mean your soul is not going because you transgress so much that y'all say you will not be going to the next life. And that's for whosoever. 
Because Yah already said in Revelation, he, well, he already said in the New Testament, he got two flocks. He said that within Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and all the rest of those in the New Testament. But in Revelation, he's saying there's only going to be certain people going. So wouldn't you want to be the one, one of them that's going when the saints come marching in? Wouldn't you want to go? So Acts. Um, now we're gonna we're gonna read the, um, the scriptures that's um, asking you and giving you information on how to save your soul. Acts seventeen and twenty eight says, "For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said. For we are also his offspring." Now. It says this in Acts. So either Peter or Paul is saying this. That in Yah, through Yahusha, we live and we move and have our being. What does that mean? Remember what I say. Humanity, human beings are a tri-part being. Three parts. A soul which consists of the mind and the heart, that's the soul. The spirit animates everything in a human coat because we have to live on this physical plane called earth. Now there are spirits that live on this plane but they, you can't see them. So it's in a different plane on this earth. But in the physical realm, you cannot come here without a coat. So your soul, which is your consciousness, your mind and your heart, is encompassed by the spirit, the breath of Yah, that's inside of this physical coat. So that's what he's talking about. In Yah, his breath that animates us, this is how we live. Has anyone ever even given it a thought of how we are born here, how we live and go about our daily lives, and then there's a certain time that you die? A lot of times people don't think that because they're carnal. Like I said, what is driving people to get that car, that house, get married, run, get all the things that they want, get that picket fence, this and that. These are all surface things that people who are not of Yah strive for that the world is saying, this is what you should get to have success and be arrived, you know, to arrive and have you know, success as a human being, if you don't have these things, then you're nothing, which is not true, that's worldly. A spiritual being having those thoughts and feelings and searching for something more would say, we, there's so much more to us than just that, but the average person does not believe so. Okay, now we have um, Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of the most high is living. You know that, we know who the word is. Living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit and joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. What does that mean? That means the most high's word, which is Yahshua. Remember, Yah is a tripart being too. He is the father, the most high Yah, the author and the finisher, the son, 
Yahushua, the one and only begotten son of the most high, and the Ruach HaKodesh, which is the foreknowledge of Yah. That's what Yah is. So Yah is sending you all his blessings and everything, and he's giving you more than you deserve of a shot to go to the next slide. He is giving you more than a shot. And like he said, he's pouring out himself for everybody, but he will reprimand those who took advantage of his blessings and his gifts. And you won't be going to the next slide. So we know that Yah's word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. We already said that. And it can divide that soul from that spirit. Now, remember I said the soul is the nut. Okay, let's just, let's just look at it. Let me just metaphorically. The soul is the nut, like a cashew or a, um, or a um, pistachio. Okay, the soul is the pistachio nut itself. The spirit that encompasses that soul is Yah's word. And then it's packaged in a regular package that you buy it, you know, the nuts in the package, then it's packaged. That's, the, um, that's your um, meat coat. So now you understand. So Yah's word can separate the soul, the spirit, and the body. That's what he's saying. Just like he could separate and discern or have you discern your thoughts, the negative from the positive. So that's what that means. Okay, James 5 and 20. Let him know what whoever brings back a sinner, let me say it again, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner, excuse me, that whoever brings back a sinner, from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. What does that mean? It means those people who care enough, human beings like me and you, who care enough about people to ring the alarm and tell you it's time for you to get right. It's time for you to seek more for yourself than just surface things like a car, a house, going to work every day, having your kids and a, this mundane stuff that you've been doing since you was born and, and taught to do. It's time for you to search for something more. And for those people who can't or will not search for something more, guess what? We already know. They're not going to the next life. So um, James is saying, and James is James the just, the, the brother of Yahshua, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Yah said, I'm going to forgive you. But he ain't going to continue to forgive you for the nonsense. That's what he's not going to do. And that's false doctrine from religions. <laughs> but like I said, turn from your wicked ways. This is basically telling you, turn from your wicked ways. Turn from your wicked ways. And he's saying it over and over and over and over. Old Testament, New Testament, and all the rest of the books that they categorize. He's telling you every story, every situation, every metaphor, everything. He's telling you to turn from sin, turn from error. Turn from Belial. It's all the devil. Okay? All right. Galatians 5 and 17. Now, remember I told you Paul wrote a lot. Well, I'm just going to say, Paul wrote many um, 
um, scriptures. He wrote a lot of sifas. And what sifa is parchment paper written with words, basically. What happened is the Gentiles put all this stuff together and it became the New Testament. So Paul is the apostle of the Gentiles. And he says to the Galatians 5 and 17, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. That means the flesh and the spirit are at war. They're at enmity. They hate one another. They are in conflict with one another so that you are not to do whatever you want. Now, what does that mean? Now, I purposely, this is not quoted from the King James. A lot of times I quote stuff from the King James Bible because like I said, that's the closest to the actual Hebrew Bible. That's why a lot of people use it, especially the uh, 1611 one. But if you don't have a 1611 one, like I said, little words, you gotta be careful. But the reason why I did not quote the King James Version for Galatians 5 and 17 is because I wanted it in plain and simple language. So I got the new, um, the new living version, it's, uh, the new international living version. So it's the NIV, the new international version which you can't always trust because the words are different. But I have to say this in regular terms. And then I said it in the um, uh, King James Version, which like I said, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. In the, um, in the King James Version, it says, the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit wars against the flesh and they have enmity meaning hatred. So we can even talk about this psychologically. Now, psychologically, Sigmund Freud, Freud, who was a doctor and then became the father of psychology, psychiatry, excuse me. He was also a pervert and a drug addict, but I digress. Um, you can equate Galatians 5.17 to Sigmund Freud's teachings, meaning that we have a soul, a spirit, and a flesh. The spirit is on the right-hand side, the soul is in the middle, and the flesh is on the left. The right-hand side is of Yah, the left-hand side is of the devil, and the soul is in the middle. The spirit and the soul is both trying to, excuse me, the spirit, spirit and the flesh is both trying to um, get the soul to do its will. Now it will behoove you to go to the right. However, a lot of people like going to the left, just like Yahusha said, you love being in darkness, which is the devil, because you get to do whatever you want. It's easy to be evil down here because times are evil. The atmosphere is evil because the devil is the prince of this air. It's easy to be evil, but it's hard to be good because there's not that much good now. Every day that goes by gets more and more evil. Y'all said it at his own mouth. So like I said with Sigmund Freud, your soul, just it's just like the id ego and the superego. The id is the devil. It wants to do whatever it wants to do. The ego is the soul. And the superego is the one of morality. 
like spirit, but nothing is like Yah's spirit, but I would just say life spirit. Now that, that, ego, that super ego wants you to do right, but that id is a devil. And more than, more than likely, that ego will go follow that id. And then turn around and be like, oh, I'm sorry, after it did whatever it did. Yah is saying enough and turn from your wicked ways. No more id. Turn from your wicked ways and listen to me. I know it's hard. I already know, but I gave you all the tools you needed. I'm right here. Just like um, David said in um, Psalms, I could go anywhere. I can go anywhere, even to Sheol, which is hell, and you'll be there. So you know if Yah's for you, who could be against you? So this is where you should, this is where the faith comes in. And if you need information on faith, please look at my uh, teaching on faith. But this is, these are the tools that Yah gave you in this life. He already knew everybody who's coming forth now, it's going to be more and more evil. So you have all the tools you need. But because your ancestors and your forefathers, and especially the people who came before you, if they haven't taught you this, then you out there in the cold without anything, no protection. So it will behoove you to seek some protection, okay? People say that a man without spir a spiritual foundation is lost. Get a spiritual foundation. I don't care what it is. Because if you're just living for no reason, What's driving you? Just like I said in the beginning, what is driving you? That car, that house, all these superficial things. That's nothing. Okay. First, Thess First Thessalonians 5 and 23 says, now may the most high of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Yahusha HaMashiach. Now I'm explaining. May the Most High, who is peace, and so is uh, Yahusha, who's the Prince of Peace, let him sanctify you. Now, he can't sanctify you if you ain't searching for his word. We already know that. May he sanctify you completely. He can't do that without you searching for him. Remember, and a lot of times when you searching for him, that means he already searched for you before the foundation of the world. Remember, you cannot go to Yah without him coming to you first. There is a scripture that said, I can love you because you first love me. You cannot go love Yah without him first loving you. You need all the way with all, meaning faith. You need that zeal for him. You need your heart yearning for something more. You need all of that, okay? And may your whole spirit and your soul, Yah's spirit is um, making you alive. We already said that in um, Acts 17, 28. Your soul, which is your consciousness, your thought, your conscious thought in your heart and your body, the flesh that's being ruled by the devil, let it be kept blameless in the coming of our Yahusha HaMashiach. 
Now we already know that Yahushua Mahamashiach had already been sacrificed and he was sanctified by Yah and he ascended, but he's coming back. So in Thessalonians that um, Paul wrote, this is after um, Yahushua was glorified, he already ascended. This is a prophecy. It's a piece of a prophecy because it's basically telling you he's coming back. Get yourself right, your soul, your mind through the spirit. And that body of yours, get it right. Because when Yahshua come back, you're going to be all good. That's what he's saying. That's what Paul's saying. Again, Paul writes to the Romans, 6 and 23, Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of the Most High is eternal life in the Mashiach who is Yahusha, okay? He's saying that Yah's given a free gift. You don't have to do nothing for it. You don't have, and what I mean is, you don't have to do nothing sinful for it because you know there's no such thing as free lunch. And I mean, in carnal humanity, there's no such thing as free lunch. That means if somebody's giving you something for quote unquote free, that means they want something back. And most of the times it's something that's not good, but that's not what Yah, Yah does want something back. He wants you to give him what he gave you. He wants you to give him a clean body, a clean mind, a clean soul. That's what he wants you to do. And that's why he gave you all the tools to do it. Right now, everybody's wallowing in the mud like a pig because Yah said everyone has fallen short of the grace of Yah, everyone. So we all in the Maya rolling around like pigs trying to get ourselves right, trying to walk right. And that's what we have to do for the rest of our lives. Because if you started it being evil and you was evil until you was 25 years old, and then you turned your life around, do you think that everything's going to be forgiven? Your whole world, it took you 20 years of sin and be, living horrible. Don't you think it's going to take the rest of your life to be better? So that's why you have to stay in the word. You have to stay in the word and don't go back. Like I said, you either going to be hot or you're going to be cold because Yahshua said he's not going for the middle. It is what it is. Okay. Psalms 63 and 1 is the Psalm of David. Oh, y'all love David. Oh, he loved David. But that doesn't mean that David was without sin. David did sin several times. Okay. But Yah loved him and forgave him his sins. And when we start talking about the um, Bible, when we get into um, the kings and stuff like that, you'll see all the things David did. Okay. The Psalm of David, which is Psalm 63 and 1, the Psalm of David, when he was in the wilderness of Yehuda, almost high, you are my most, you are my Yah. Earnestly, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Now, this is a metaphor. And I'm going to read it again and break it down what it says, what it means. This psalm is coming from King David, who is the line of the kings, the line of Judah. Okay? That Yahushua came from that line. And this is before Yahushua came. This is Old Testament. Okay. David sought 
Yeah, with his whole heart always. But like I said, he was not without fault. But he said he's he's earnestly seeking Yah with that zeal. His soul thirsts for Yah. Now I'm gonna put a pin in it. And I'm gonna say, in the New Testament, where Yahushua went to the well and he spoke to the lady and said, he has that living water. If she knew what the living water was, she would drink from that water and never thirst again. Praise Yah, hallelujah. Yahushua is that living water. He is the living water. He's the word, honey. He is all of that. So this is what David is saying. He wants that. His, his soul is thirsting for the word, for the Ruach. And his flesh is fainting for him in a dry and weary land where there's no water. He's talking about earth being horrid and, and hellish. Okay? That's what he's talking about. The people at that time, they was hellish. Because there were still giants back then. So it never went away. Just like I said in the old, uh, one of my other um, teachings, a seed of evil was planted in Adam when he gave his power away and it grew in his children that came. So there it is. The, the earth is weary and there's no water and it's dry. Remember, Yahushua is the living water and he's not of this earth. And he told his children, don't worry about what's going on of the earth. I know they're sinning and all that, but I overcame the world. He overcame the world, which is the earth. He overcame it. James, James 4 and 8, James the just, we already know who this is, um, Yahushua's brother. Draw near to the most high and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. What did I say? You can't be double-minded. You can't be hot and cold. That's double-minded. Yahushua said he wished you was either hot or cold, but since you warm, he's going to spew you out his mouth. You cannot be in the middle. You cannot serve two masters. Yahushua says that too in a metaphor. You cannot do that. Now, let me correct. Let me give a, a specification. I'm not going to say correction because he that's what he said. But I'm going to give a specification. The specification is, yeah, you can walk in the middle, but you're not going to the next life. There it is. That's what he's saying. You cannot honor me and you can't honor the world, which is the devils. Since you putting me and the devil, trying to put me and the devil together, you're going to be damned. There is no way, no way on Yah's green earth that you putting both of them together. Because it says in the Shepherd of Hermes that the Ruach will not live where there is darkness. It cannot be. It cannot be. So you only fooling yourself if you really believe that you can serve too. And I'm going to give you a perfect example. In the book of Jasper, when um, Abraham's brother, this was before Abraham was called Abraham because his name got changed by Yah. Abraham's brother believed Abraham because Abraham was righteous. He was faithful and Yah counted his faithfulness as righteousness. But uh, Abraham was so faithful that him and his father kept going back and forth because his father was an idolatrous. His father would make gods of stone and bricks and stuff like that and go out and want Abraham to go sell them. 
So Abraham was like, I'm not doing none of that. And he was destroying the, um, the, um, the idols. So Abraham's father got mad at him and then went to um, Nimrod and was telling Nimrod, oh, you got to reprimand him, this and that. And then Nimrod found out that he was actually the child of promise. And I ain't going to go deep into it. This is a whole bunch of stuff. But Nimrod wanted to kill him, to kill Abraham's father for lying to him about uh, giving him his son so he could kill him. Because there was a sign in the heavens, which is in the sky, that somebody's going to come and crush Nimrod. Okay, and that was Abraham. So when Abraham's grown now and telling his father, you are sinning and you need to put these idols away. Abraham's father go to Nimrod and was like, my son is doing this and that and this and that. I want you to reprimand him. And then Nimrod was like, oh, I'm getting ready to put him to death. I'm getting ready to throw him in the, um, in the fire. Now, Abraham's brother, which is much older than him, believed Abraham that the most high was the righteous most high, he needed to get himself right. But he also believed his father, who was idolatry. So he had both of those um, words in his heart. That's uh, the part about the idolatry and what Abraham was saying about the righteousness. And it was both in his heart. Now, when Nimrod threw Abraham and the brother, because the father lied and said it wasn't him, it was his sons. He threw his Abraham and his brother in the fire who died? The brother, because he was in the middle. And Abraham and the, um, and the angel was walking around the fire, doo, 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 and didn't, got a, didn't have a puff of smoke, nothing, didn't smell like smoke, nothing was on him, but the brother burned to death. So let that be a lesson. You're not going to walk in the middle. You're not going to walk in the middle. Know that. In order to get that full story, Go to the book of Jasper. Okay. Now, hold on. I need a water break. <laughs> okay. Now, what does Yah say about the soul? Now, I am going to read the word of what Yah says, but a lot of the word comes from the prophets. So you already know Yah speaks directly to the prophets. So this is what Yah says through the prophets. Okay, in Ezekiel 18 and 4, this is what Yah says through the prophet Ezekiel. Because Yah is speaking to Ezekiel. And Ezekiel is a major prophet, which just, um, just giving you a notation, Ezekiel's um, prophetic word has not come true yet. It had, I'm not going to say true, but it has not unfurled to be um, shown by people yet. It's still, um, it's still a prophecy to um, come true. So, all right. Ezekiel 18 and 4 says, Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the father as well as the soul of the son is mine. The soul who sins shall die. Now, excuse me, <clears throat> if Yah is telling you all the souls is his, every last one of them, and he told you the father's soul is mine, the daughters, the mothers, everybody's souls are mine. Remember, he is the author and the finisher of everything. So if he's saying all souls are his, and he told you the soul that transgresses, that sin, is going to die. 
then that's a hint and a half for you because he's telling you straight out, you're gonna die if you sin. He didn't say, oh, you keep, um, if you keep sinning, I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna save you. That's false doctrine. He said the soul that sins will die, period. Okay? Now, he's not playing. James the Just, were you on James the Just? James is an apostle. He is Yahshua's brother. He said, therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive the meekness and implanted word, which is able to save your souls. I'm going to read it again. James 1 and 21. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive the meekness, the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. In the beginning was the word and the word was Yah, with Yah and the word was Yah. Remember, the word is the sword. That's um, part of the armor of Yah that he gives you to walk this life. And he's telling you in order to save your soul, because remember, the principalities and powers and wickedness in high places and low places is all over. It's in the firmament. That's the skies. It's on earth because the devil is the prince of this air. He roams around seeking who he may devour like a lion. So Yah is giving you not only a hint and a half by giving you all the tools you need. He's telling you to turn from your wicked ways. There's no way you could try to say, well, how am I going to do this? Because he's giving you everything, everything. The first thing you have to do is turn from your ways and seek him. Seek me first, my kingdom and my righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you. What does that mean? And I will continue to say it. I say it all the time. Seek me first, my kingdom. This is Yah saying this. Seek me first to humanity. Seek me first, my kingdom, the heavenly kingdom, and my righteousness. Who is the righteousness? Yahusha. Who are we in Yahusha? We are the righteousness in Yahusha, excuse me, in Yah through Yahusha. Seek them. And then you'll get everything you want. The real stuff, not this superficial, oh, I'm going to get a car in the house and a BMW with 2.5 kids. That's superficial. You'll get the real everything when you seek Yah first, the real spiritual stuff through the, uh, the Mashiach. He is the living water. He's going to parch your thirst from this thirsty land. Now, as I told you before, Paul is the apostle to the um, Gentiles. And in the New Testament, there are a lot of books that he um, that were written by him. Remember, they were already there before the Gentiles put the books together. So I can't say, oh, he wrote many books in the New Testament. There was a lot of books that they gathered together and put in the New Testament pretty much from Paul, simply because these people who um, put the books together are Gentiles, and they put the, uh, the, uh, the word from the apostle of the Gentiles in the books just to get the Gentiles, because they know who they are, trying to pretend that they somebody else. 
trying to give the Gentiles a heads up, which is fine because y'all already knew, he already knows that he has his one flock. He already knows that. And he says he's going to take another flock. He said that in the New Testament through Yahusha. So Luke, who is also an apostle, I said that about Paul, but Luke is an apostle and he says, he, well, he says that you, Yahusha, because they was writing down what Yahusha said. And he says in his book that Yahusha said, I tell you, my friends, remember, Yahusha um, laid down his life for his friends. I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who could kill the body. And after that, have nothing more that they can do. Fear the one who can kill the soul and the body in hell fire. That's four and five. Okay? Fear the most high. Don't fear nobody else. Nobody else do you fear because Yah never gave you the spirit of fear. Yes, fear is a spirit. How did fear come into the world when Adam gave his power away? That's how it came into the world. Yep, a whole lot of things came into the world when Adam gave his power away because remember, when Yah made Adam, he said, all this is yours. He bequeathed the whole world to his. The animals, the sea, the water, do everything. It's all yours. You are the executor of the earth. What did um, Adam do? Gave the devil the power. And when he gave the devil the power, all this stuff came into the world. All, everything came into the world. And don't forget that. Okay, so you already know how the seed of sin was developed in Adam when he gave his power away. And from Adam until now, imagine the evil from Adam until now, even though, even though there was a flood, there was still humans after the flood. They still had that seed of evil. It was growing and growing. When y'all planted the seed of righteousness in you, it's in the spirit. It's not in the, in the wicked soul, in the wicked body. So don't get confused. Okay, now Mark, who was another disciple, disciple who um, also has a book in the New Testament. Remember, they were all writing down what um, Yahushua said. He says, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man get, give in return for his soul? What does that mean? Remember when I said in the beginning, what drives humans? What drives humanity? What drives us? Surface things. So what does it profit a man to gain the whole world that's surface? That's evil. That's wicked. That's darkness. Okay, gain the whole world to give his soul to the whole world so he won't go to the next life, which is good and righteousness and no sin lives there. So everything here is the end all and be all. Just like I said, for the heathens, everything here is, this is their nirvana right here because they're not going to the next life. The Gentiles, we don't know, you know, we don't know how many Gentiles are going because remember, you can't tell the Gentiles from the heathens. Everybody, the wheat and the chaff have to grow together. Only Yahusha and y'all know. Our jobs is to live a righteous life. Seek y'all first his kingdom and his righteousness. Use all the tools he gave you. I will continue to say that. But there are some people that's going to forfeit their soul, give their soul to somebody else. What did y'all say? All the souls are his. So in your mind, you're giving him your soul. But remember, the devil don't like you. People say that, oh, I don't believe in nothing. I'm an atheist. Okay, that's fine. 
That's fine. But you giving yourself to somebody or something that doesn't like you. Trust me, you don't, you not following y'all is not hurting y'all. It's hurting you. Because you open yourself up for demonic activity. That's what you do. And if you don't believe me, um, go to my message um, about spirits. I have a series. So like I said, Mark 8, 36 and 37 says, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world that's evil and forfeit his soul that you really ain't forfeiting, but your free will is saying, okay, I choose to be to the left, cold. Okay, for what can a man give in return for his soul? First of all, your soul is not your own. Y'all already said he made all the souls, they all his, and the ones that sin is gonna die. So by making the choice to go left with the devil, you're forfeiting your soul. But y'all already, and this is the trick, this is the trick right here. This is the, the psychological screw. Y'all already knew you was gonna do it. So let the dead bury the dead. Next. Okay. Ezekiel, which who's a major prophet, Ezekiel, we already just spoke about Ezekiel when y'all told him all the souls were his. Ezekiel 18 and 20 says, the soul who sins will die. The sons shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. Now, what does that mean? In the book of Ezekiel, we already know, well, he's a prophet, but we, are, we already know at that time, um, you would have to pay for your father's sins. It's still that way because it's in the laws. But Yah says, since everybody, you know, certain um, people of his chosen flock, his first set apart uh, fruits, which is Israel, even though there's righteous men there, there's also wicked men. Like I told you, even some people of Israel is going to be a remnant simply because they're not going to listen. All right. I read in um, Judah what's happening to you. I read the Testament of Judah to his children and children's children and so on. How Judah was told by Yah. Yah told our forefathers from the beginning the ending. So they trying to, all the forefathers is trying to tell their children, turn from your wicked ways because we already know what's going to happen. Don't, you know, I cannot leave this earth without giving you a warning. There's so many warnings in the scriptures in their Bible and out the Bibles that people need to be listening to. How are you trying to save your soul? People are warning you left and right so you can save your soul. But people are not doing it. They still continue to dance around with the devil who doesn't like you. I mean, he hates you. This is why he's the devil. He never wanted to like you or even have you um, come into the world at all because he said he's not serving you like the rest of the angels. That's what the angels are supposed to do, serve man. Do you think the devil's going to do that? Nope. He said, I'm, a, I'm fire from fire. I am not going to serve clay and matter. No, I'm not. I'm better than them. I was made first and I'm going to set my um, throne on high right next to y'all. And what did y'all do? Thrash him and one third of the day of demons down to earth. Trust me, there's a fight for your soul every day. That's why they call um, Yahusha the intercessor. That's why he's the middleman. 
Yep. And these stupid people walking around, I don't believe in God. And that's fine, because there is no God. Oh, yeah, there is God. The wood and the stone that Yahushua the Most High, excuse me, that Yahuwah the Most High said. Yeah. So you are serving a God, either the devil, which is a God, or the demons, because there are lords and gods in the demon world and in the um in the um in the angel world. Yep, they are. So if you want to know more about that, go to the series I said about um spirits. Okay. So um, in this time, there was uh, wickedness that was in Israel, and then there was righteousness in Israel. So Yah said, I'm not going to make the, um, the sons um, uh, uh, suffer for the sins of the father anymore, because this is like a little caveat, because um, there's too much sinning, and the righteousness, the righteous children shouldn't um, shouldn't suffer for what their fathers did. However, it still is in the law. So this is like a little caveat right there for those who were um, were not sinning because so many people in Israel were sinning that that little remnant that kept holding on was um, not sinning. They was righteous. How can that? How can they keep going and be righteous? And this is just like now. How can we keep going? as trying to be righteous when the whole world is sinful. Yah has to lift up some, some things because then we'll all die sinful. That's why number one, the days are shorter. And that's why he says it's only gonna be a remnant. This, he, he has a, a remedy for all of this. So know that. Okay, Ecclesiasticus, excuse me, Ecclesiastes, because there is Ecclesiastes, but this is not it. Ecclesiastes 9 and 5. Ecclesiastes was written by Solomon. Who's Solomon? Solomon is the one who had the most wisdom before he was born and after he was born. Nobody on earth who ever lived had more wisdom than Solomon. So Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes and it says, for the living know they will die. Ecclesiastes 9 and 5, for the living know they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. And what does that mean? What did I tell you in the beginning? What is driving humans? Surface nonsense. So the living know that they're going to die. Everybody know that they're going to die. This is karma. Everybody who's born know one day they're going to die. They're not thinking about it. It's not in the forefront of their mind, nor is I should get my soul right so I can go to the next life. That's not in their mind either. So this is what um, um, Solomon is saying. The living know that they're going to die, but the dead don't know nothing. And they have no, um, no more reward for the memory um, of them is forgotten. So once they lived and they was all carnal and did whatever, they dead and forgotten. Are they going to go to the next life? What's going on? I'm going to put a pin in that and then I'm going to move on. But I would say this. It's supposed to be a time, and this is in the scriptures, that there's not going to be no more pain. There's not going to be no more crying. There's not going to be none of that. None of that. 
the uh, the children who's who's living this life and it's horrible and awful and all of this stuff and it's harsh and we going through all of this collectively as people the next time you go to the next life it's not going to be none of that you're not going to remember it it's not going to uh, be heavy on your heart you're not going to have none of this um remembering of all the harsh times all the evil times you're not going to have none of that and that's something to look forward to because a lot of us many of us have had so much trauma in our lives that we try to move on from the trauma and it sticks to us just sticks to you like white on rice and it's hard and this is why Yah gives us so many tools we must be able to utilize them he even says take your yoke upon me for my yoke is light i'm gonna take your give me your stuff and i'm gonna give you my stuff my stuff is light and nice Give me all your pain and all of that. Put that on me. And I'm going to carry you with my word and we're going to keep moving until you don't breathe no more. And then you go to the next life. That's what you got to look forward to. This is why Yah is telling you to turn from your wicked ways. Because in the end, you're not going to get anything. Remember who you worshiping now doesn't like you. It's not like he's saying, come on, everybody. You can come over here. We going to have our own life. No. It's saying, come over here. I'm going to lie to you. I'm going to cause division. I'm going to do all kinds of stuff. And then you're going to die. Because I already know that Yah is going to get rid of you. And I want you to get, um, I want you to die anyway. So this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's what the devil's thinking. He's not trying to save you. He's trying to destroy you. Because in the beginning, he never liked you. Now, moving on. Proverbs 8 and 17. Again, Solomon wrote the Proverbs and Ecclesiastes too. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. That's y'all talking. He loves those who love him. And when you seek him diligently, you're going to find him. Knock and the door shall be open. Open. Seek me first, my kingdom and my righteousness. He just keeps saying, seek me, seek me. He also says, seek me while you can find me. And then there's going to be a time you ain't going to be able to find me no more. Seek me. Keep my word hidden in your heart. There's so many scriptures that's telling you to seek him because it's going to come a time. It's going to uh, come a time. You're not going to be able to seek him. You're not going to be able to. Either something so drastic is going to happen on the earth or the word is not going to be here anymore. You need to seek him while he is still available to be sought. Psalms 34 and 2. Now there's a few people who wrote the Psalms. David is one. Solomon's one. Um, I believe Moses wrote some. And there's some other people. But this one says, my soul makes its boast in the most high. Let the humble hear and be glad. So the person who wrote this, his soul makes its boast to the most, most high. And let the humble hear and be glad. I would interpret this to be, you know, when somebody is walking in the word of Yah. You could feel their aura. It's not negative. It's magnetic. And you want some of what he has. <laughs> so that's what this is saying. When you start walking in the word of Yah and your soul is glad 
and covered with the word, people see that. People want what you have. Okay. Psalms 14 and 2. For the Most High looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after the Most High. Now, I said this before and I'm going to say it again. There's a scripture in the New Testament, and I want to say it's in Revelation, that there are four beings that's around the throne of Yah. And these beings, excuse me, have eyes everywhere. They got eyes everywhere on them. And they are sent to the four corners of the world to see everybody and everything, to take note. So Yah is sending his beings to see everything. And not only that, remember, Yah said that the throne, his throne is the earth, Excuse me. His throne is the heavens and the earth is his footstool. If Yah is out of space and time, he's looking at everything. You're like an ant farm. We are like an ant farm that he's looking at all the activity everybody's doing. We are in space and time, the linear time moving forward. Yah is outside of space and time and he's looking at everything. Just take a note until your time is up. Now I have one more scripture and then we're going to wrap it up. And this is 2 Chronicles 15 and 2 from the Old Testament. And it says, and he went out to, oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Did I say that? Mm -mm 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 -mm. Sorry, hold on, hold on. Should I say this? And he went out to me and said, okay, I will read it. Okay, um, 2 Chronicles 15 and 2, and it says, And he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, he's a king, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Most High is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now, I wasn't going to read that scripture, but I will say this. Y'all was talking to Israel back then through the kings, telling them since day one, seek me first. Since the first sin that Adam did, Yah has always reached out to people and tell them, please, I love everybody. I made everybody for a purpose. And I'm telling you, even the devil, he made the devil for his purpose. He loved the devil too. He loved them until he found sin in his heart and he's even given the devil a chance so if he's given the devil a chance to repent and you know the devil ain't because the prophecy says that he won't and he's given us time to repent and you know many of us are not because it says in the prophecy that it's only going to be a remnant and a remnant of the whole world and a remnant of yahoo i mean excuse me of israel Okay, because Israel is set apart. So it's only going to be a remnant of Israel. And the whole world, which Yah is going to take a second flock, is going to be a remnant of the whole world. So 
if he's telling everybody just to keep telling everybody, 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 turn from your wicked ways and seek my face. If you seek me, I'm going to be here and I'm going to walk with you and I'm going to send my rule out. And he already sent Yahusha to the Gentiles because the um, Israel sinned. And he said, I'm going to go to a foolish nation. I mean, how many times, how many ways, how many um, things does y'all have to do to let you know how much he loves you? It would behoove you be in your best interest to turn from what you see now, all the turmoil, all the hatred, all the evil, all the darkness, and seek the light while you can. Because the days are evil and, and you're not promised tomorrow. It says that in the scriptures. You're not promised tomorrow. You can't, you shouldn't even be saying, oh, I'm gonna see you tomorrow because you don't have the power to be here tomorrow. Yah gives you his grace to be here the next day. That's why you, sh you should say, y'all willing. We see, I'll see you tomorrow. So I'm going to wrap this up and say, seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then all things will be added unto you. Don't keep walking in carnal life like now. Looking for that car and that house and the humdrum mundane life you've been looking. Seek more. Don't you think or believe that you deserve more? That's something to think about. So thank you. And I hope that this word edifies you. And until next time. Hi, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.